What if you knew there was just one principle that if you could get around your heart and your mind could radically support you in all other change initiatives you're trying to do in your life, whether it be growing the business, developing better relationships with other people or yourself, would you want to sit with that with me for a bit? Hey, Adele Wong here, and welcome to the podcast where we explore all things around creating a life and livelihood that finally taps your full potential, the next level of success, or getting you out of whatever stuckness you're in right now. If there were ever a podcast episode on my channel that I think could summarize, if if there was only one episode that I would have you listen to, it would be this one. Because I think that this is the principle behind all growth towards what you want to make it a bit easier. You know, so many people are working super hard on growing their businesses or working on their relationships. And there's a lot of good work that they're doing around things like confronting limiting beliefs, um, thinking positive, um, doing their shadow work. And that's great. I want to ask you, though, what seems to be the number one thing that you need to be able to move forward towards anything you're working on, whether it's developing better skills as a parent or better skills in leading your staff or leveraging your business to the next level. You may already know what to do, and you might even notice that you're not doing it And notice if a lot of shame, frustration, or disappointment in yourself floods you. Why is that? That we know what we should do and we don't do it. And I'm going to invite you for the purpose of this episode to please do what you can to keep all that negative self-blame, shame, embarrassment, frustration, disappointment in yourself, the nasty inner critic, the perfectionist. Do what you can. Just while we're speaking today, do what you can to keep it outside the door. Just to see what would happen. Just to clear enough space for a few minutes to explore something without all that interference. So as you're listening to me, see if you can just keep all that stuff outside for just a little bit. You can always pick it up again if you feel you need it. But I'm going to invite you into a principle that based on my experience personally of getting out of, what, 15 years of frustration, of depression, perfectionism, loneliness, anxiety, and in my experience with working with clients, the one thing that I have noticed keeps everyone stuck, frustrated, knowing what they should do and unable to do it, is that change is very difficult if you don't feel safe. Safety comes at the pace of change. I heard someone quote that recently, and I just love it because it has nothing to do with what you know. It has nothing to do with your visualizations or even your positive self-talk. Those are useful and helpful. But in the end, change happens 
when you feel safe, that if something isn't moving and something isn't changing, whether it's your behavior towards leveraging your business or your relationship, it's not because you didn't know any better. It's probably not really related to your ability to be disciplined, although that could be useful, or you being stupid or you being lazy. All these things that we jump to, I just need to do X. I would invite you that anytime you say, I just need to, see if you can be a little bit more curious than that. Because if it were that easy, you would have already. Now, we know that growth always has an edge of, oh, growth always has an edge of uncertainty by design. Because growth requires you to step into something you don't know. If you already knew it, you would have done it. So growth is not looking in the rear view mirror and comparing to what you know and just replicating that. That there will be a limit to how much past experiences can inform you. In fact, there should be. Or past what you know in the rear view mirror cannot take you to the next level. So the question becomes, how can you step into the unknown and feel safe, emotionally safe? Or you might even expand that to keep your your ego from feeling absolutely destroyed or whatnot. That I do not believe that a hard mindset is the only way or the most optimal way for most people. Now, I've been reading memoirs by some very accomplished people in the leadership field. They are masters at success. And their recipe for success is a hard mindset, which is a way, it's admirable, really. It is a strategy of conquering your mind, conquering you know, pushing through the self-doubts, the limiting beliefs, all that, and to say, no, I will not let that stop me, and charging full ahead, yay. That is one way to do it. And I admire people who can do it that way. They are able to achieve amazing results through mind over matter, or actually willpower over mind. My experience, however, has been that that approach doesn't work for most people. If you are in the group that it does, yay. And I also feel that, like anything else, there are limits to that. So I'm not against willpower. But my experience personally and with very high-performing clients that I work with is that It works up to a point, and it also works such that I can pull things off. I can make things happen and still be emotionally lost, feeling cut off, isolated. Why? Because a lot of our happiness has nothing to do with controlling our mind. You can control your mind up to a certain point whether that's to blast through your next product launch or to um, get on a workout regimen, yay on you. But if that's the only thing you're relying on to create a successful life, it is my opinion that it is limiting. 
Because there's another side of you that the mind cannot control. Now, it may be influenced by the mind in some way, but I would rather equip you with a tool on that side of the fence that is more effective. You can always go back to the hard mind if you want to. I'm for giving people a wide selection of tools, knowing that different things work for different people. I'm not interested in giving everyone one prescription for success. I've seen what happens when people sign up for one way that doesn't fit them. I've been through that myself, and I've experienced the disillusionment, um, whether it be the disillusionment in a program that I tried, a disillusionment in myself. And I've learned through the School of Hard Knocks that ultimately, if you want change, it's a whole lot easier if you feel emotionally safe in doing so. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're trying to um, change a relationship. You're trying to set boundaries with someone that you're having trouble setting boundaries with, whether it's your mom, a spouse, and you've done all sorts of analysis on your attachment style. You know darn well that maybe setting boundaries is difficult for you and you're working on that. Lovely. And let's say you're not able to do that very well and boundaries get violated again and you're not speaking up for what you need and then after the fact you're beating yourself up. Sound familiar? So if we were to sit with this scenario, which is very common, if you can invite in more curiosity instead of, well, there I go again, the self-shaming, if we can invite more curiosity instead of the, well, I just need to be tougher next time, it might give you some other useful information that you don't get if the inquiry just stops at, I just need to do X, or I just need to be more positive, or I just need to bear down and you know try to squeeze blood out of a turnip. You can, but there's another level of inquiry that might give you some useful information. So let's take this example. If you're having trouble setting boundaries some, with someone, um, if you were to ask yourself why you have trouble saying no and listen without the shame flooding you, you might hear a response from deep inside somewhere that says something like, because I'm scared if I say no, they'll get mad. They'll get upset. Okay. And then the next level of inquiry is, and what would that mean? Now, what would happen? What's at risk if they get mad or upset with you? And after your nervous system calms down a little bit from the fight flight of, oh no, there might be another answer that comes from the depths inside somewhere, somewhere deep inside that says, well, then I'm afraid that they won't love me. Oh, okay. Well, that is certainly something to be emotionally scared about. Wouldn't you agree? The, the prospect of losing someone's love. And that is why all this other stuff is layered on top of this fear that just using a positive mental attitude layered on top of, oh my gosh, but if I set this boundary, they won't believe me or they won't love me. It's understandable. So then the question becomes, I'm... 
when we sit with this, oh my gosh, I'm afraid they won't love me. A question you can ask yourself is, is that true? Is that true? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you say no to this request, that that other person will never love you again, that they will exit your life, that they're going to think you're a scumbag or whatnot? I know it feels like that could happen, right? Based on past assumptions, conditioning, whatever. But do you know that to be true? Just like you know the color of your eyes, with that level of certainty, can you testify in a court of law or if God came down from the heavens? And would you honestly, could you honestly say, I know for sure that if I don't do this for so-and-so, that they're never going to love me or they won't love me anymore. And if you sit with the question long enough, you might discover that the answer is very rarely an emphatic yes. You might say, no, I know that that's not true. I mean, they won't be happy, but it doesn't mean that they're just going to not love me. They're just going to be pissed off. Or you might arrive at an answer of, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm like, yay, stay there. That the assumption that if I say no, the other person won't love me anymore, or they won't respect me anymore, or they're going to just leave. Like all these things that we have taken to be true, we really don't know. That this story, if you want to use a psychological lens, in fact, if we can't say that it's true all the time, it's at best an unknown. Or if you say, no, I know that's not true. I'm just doing this to myself. It's actually a lie. So if it's not true that these folks are just going to drop you like a bad smell and leave you alone in life, that they won't love you anymore, even if they pitch a fit, whatever, can you feel how in your heart, how that feels different than the thought that they're just going to dump you? that it might actually be okay for you to say no, knowing that someone's going to get mad, pitch a fit, maybe, we don't even know that. But that emotionally, you haven't trashed the relationship. There is a difference between saying no to a request and having someone getting mad at you versus saying no to a request and someone saying, oh my God, I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. Saying no to a request is different than someone saying no to you. Big difference. And how would it be for your heart to have a no to a request with knowing that the relationship is still there? Could that help your heart feel a little bit safer? These things of just the initial inquiry, if something is true or not. Another thing you can ask yourself is, if I don't get this thing that I've asked for, I want this thing to go a certain way. I know I'm trying to control an outcome. You can ask yourself, am I like so attached to things going a certain way that you know I don't feel safe? Like This has got to work. And then it doesn't work. It's the, 
oh my God, you know, I won't be able to make the rent. I, this horrible thing could happen. I need to save this relationship. And you can feel the inner fight, flight, fire in your nervous system, yeah? And what would happen if you took a minute or two or five to sit with the possibility of, is it possible to be happy even if this doesn't work out? Is it humanly possible that you will be okay even if the product launch doesn't go as planned? Or your husband, God forbid, you and him, it doesn't work out, you decide to separate. Is there still happiness past the the, the coming drama or disappointment or fear, whatnot, that on the other side of that, life goes on, that there is happiness on the other side of everything that we're so scared and so convinced is going to happen. We don't even know if it will. But even if it does, developing an ability to be unattached to the outcome, it doesn't mean you don't care. It's not a, well, whatever. And it's not, well, I'll just put it out there and see what happens. It's a sense of, I would like this. I would like it to go a certain way. But if it doesn't, I'll be okay. Somehow, some way, I will find happiness. That is not tied up in this project, this relationship, this dollar account, this, this business, these, these people around me that are doing things for reasons I don't know. Not everything has to be hinged on these things happening or not happening or going a certain way for me to feel safe in life. That the only safety I often have is a sense of, I don't know. I'll do my best. And that's all I can do. And no matter what happens, I'll be all right. Developing this spiritual Stamina goes way beyond the typical psychological lens of reframing things. Well, look at it this way. Oh, look on the bright side. Or, you know, you have a limiting belief of this, what happened when you were seven. Or all these things. I mean, that is useful up to a point. But if you're still having trouble moving towards something you would like, or procrastinating, or you know, self-sabotage, whatever it is, Do your best to just clear your emotional space of any self-recrimination, blame, shame, all that stuff. More blaming and shaming, you wouldn't do it to another person. So it's not useful for yourself. Clear the room and just sit with, what about this is scaring me? And whatever that is, is it true? And will I be okay if it doesn't go the way I want? That's where you want to spend more of your inner mojo in self-inquiry. It doesn't mean you don't care about what happens, but life will not feel like this constant grabbing onto something to your, your, your white knuckling everything, grasping with your fingernails to make things happen, feeling that if I don't do that, I won't be happy or I'll be left or the business won't work or whatever it is. This is what makes people control other people. It causes anxiety, the perfectionism, that somehow I'm not safe in this life unless X, Y, Z occurs, or I don't improve in the X, you know, I just need to fix my whatever issue you've got. Newsflash to everyone who's listening. 
even if you didn't improve yourself another smidgen, that you never took any other action to be more whatever in anything, to, I don't know, be a better communicator, a better leader, losing weight, whatever it is, you are fine. That I'm in, inviting you all, especially those of you who have been working with me, you know that you're going to get much bigger progress, bang for the buck, effective happiness, and financial success with whatever's calling you. Everything is more from a growth model than a fix-it model. And a growth model um, will ask you to step with the I don't knows and I'll be all right. A fix-it model has you just trying to sort of batten down the hatches and just keep things from falling apart in the moment and, and hang on for another day. It's much more difficult to, f- to move forward, to grow, when you're feeling scared, inadequate, um, overwhelmed. So that means if you're in those states, do what you can to feel better first before diving into more of whatever it is you think you should be doing. I'll have more to say on this. This is probably my number one message I have with all of my clients because they all come in feeling overwhelmed, frustrated with whatever it is that there's something bigger than you that's calling you and yay on you for that. And you are not going to be able to just squeeze blood out of a turnip by working a little harder and tweaking what you're already doing when you really are wanting, the dream is calling. And it's just too slow to just eke it away a little bit better, a little bit better, and it's efforting, it's frustrating. Come work with a mentor, doesn't have to be me, but, but there is another way to leverage for a lot more ease and excitement and feeling good about yourself and feeling emotionally safe. Does that guarantee success all the time? Well, no, but it does guarantee movement. You're going to have a much better shot at reaching your goals. And it'll show up in your bank account. It'll show up in your happiness factor with your family, especially when you're trying to do multiple things at once as a leader and a family um, parent. So as usual, if you have found this interesting, I welcome a subscribe subscribe to the channel. Um, If you want to hear more about my work, feel free to Uh, look at my information, book a time to have a a free discovery conversation, and share this with a friend who might be really wanting to tap into their full potential and they're exhausted (laughs) from constant self-improvement. Rock on.